Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, I wanted to talk today about your GovCon team. And primarily, I want to focus on what I would consider your external support team. I think it's really, really important that you assemble some experts around yourself and your business. And the first one that I want to talk about is the accountant. And most people that I talk to that are in GovCon have an accountant. And it's probably your your local company that does taxes and that sort of thing. And that's all good. However, that person is probably not going to be able to help you with things like your pricing, your margins, uh, looking at, you know, let's say you're, you're trying to do an RFP and, and you need some support with that. That, that person's probably not going to help you with that, uh, you know. And so we really do need to assemble a team of GovCon experts around ourselves. And so that's one of those positions. And that doesn't mean that you are going to switch all of your regular accounting over to the GovCon accountant type person, but there needs to be somebody on your team. Again, this is probably going to be external. My external expert on this stuff is Jenny Clark. Jenny is outstanding when it comes to anything what I consider financial logistics. Jenny is a part of our team and anytime anybody needs financial logistics type support, pricing, accounting, whatever it may be, that's the person I go to. So I have somebody that I know in my network and and get what I just said there. You're not always paying that person. You just have that person in your network. And when you need them, you pay them for stuff. Sometimes it's ongoing support, whatever it may be, but you need somebody in your network that understands these things because 
again, the general accountant that does your books, files your taxes, probably doesn't understand all of this stuff. And even in, in uh, and there are even cases around your taxes and how, how you're filing things where sometimes a regular accountant may not have the expertise of working with government contractors. So that's something you need to talk to them about. Make sure they are good at that kind of stuff because you may need to find an accountant who is really good at government accounting. It's just a skill that you need to be aware of. And one of the quick examples that I have is in an earlier episode with Tom Hicks, I talked about opportunity zones. And when you're dealing with opportunity zones, which a lot of you are and don't even know it, when you're dealing with opportunity zones, there are tax implications to the revenue you're receiving. If your accountant doesn't know how to deal with that, you're not going to reap those benefits. So again, it's not that local accountants are bad. Local accountants are great folks. It's just sometimes they may not be suited to work well with your business. So you've really got to make sure you've got the right accountant on your team in order to take advantage of everything you need as a government contractor. The next one is an attorney. And I'm going to stop myself from beating this drum over, over, and over, and over again here. When you're dealing with GovCon, you need specialized folks. So when I mention attorney, you need a specialized attorney, somebody that understands government contracting law, the FAR, all of that type of stuff. So when you're putting together agreements, all of those kind of things, they're very suited for that. Again, keep your attorney that works on your will and all those kinds of things, keep them for that kind of stuff, but assemble a GovCon attorney that can help you with this stuff. The next one on the list is a banker. We all need a specialized banker that understands GovCon. We work a lot with Live Oak Bank, and there are countless others that are out there, a lot of good sources that you can go to, but you need somebody that understands the cash flow and the way that government contracting works, how those things flow. Because as you grow, especially when you get above that three to five million range, you're going to need a bank that can help you navigate onboarding clients and you know ramping up a brand new contract and all those kind of things. The next person that you need on your team is somebody that can provide proposal support. Now, we never recommend that you just do a one and done with a proposal company. So if you don't have the team, the infrastructure to handle proposals on your own, we do recommend that you work with a proposal support company. They come in a lot of different forms. There's a lot of ones out there. We can recommend a few to you. But the thing about that is you've got to work with the same people. You really do need to stick with them. Now, if they're they're not working out, they're not working out, but you can't judge that on the first round especially if you come to somebody and say, hey, we've got three weeks to slap together a proposal, that's not going to work. You need to get in early. And in fact, what I would say for every single person on this list that I'm talking about today is the one key mistake that most people make is that you don't contact them until your back is against the wall. And that's the wrong time. You don't need to do that. The best time to reach out to anybody on this list is when you don't necessarily need them, but you want to assemble that team like your accountant, your attorney, your banker, your proposal support, and you assemble that team around you, this is building your foundation. It's exactly what it is. It's building a foundation of people that are going to support your business. And so you reach out to these people when you don't need them so that you can take your time, walk through the relationship, figure out the moving pieces that you need. When it is a 
attorney, you can get them on retainer if that's what it needs to be. You can uh, you know, explain what's going on in your business. So when you do have, let's say, a protest or something that's going on, they don't have to wait two or three weeks to get on their, you know, or you don't have to wait two or three weeks to get on their calendar. You can get on it right away because you're a current client of theirs. They understand your business and they can jump right in and help you when you're stressed to deal with a situation. And so that advice applies to every single person on here. When it comes to proposal support, it's especially important because as you are starting to look at doing more proposals, there's a lot of foundational work that needs done. There's graphics that need to be built. There's documentation that needs to be you know, constructed around your, your past performance and your resumes and your corporate overview and all these little pieces, not to mention your products and services. So there's all these these layers that need to be built so that you can be successful. And if you approach a proposal support company and put their back against the wall, they are primarily going to move through the mechanics of getting this done because that's what they're tasked to do. So I recommend you get with these people early before an RFP is out there. You start to put the things in place that you need. And yes, that means if you need to pay them a little bit to help get your house in order, you pay them something to help get the house in order. That's important. It's better to spend, say, $2,500 five grand, whatever it is up front to get all those moving pieces in place so that when you approach a proposal, you're ready to rock and roll. And it's going to make that process actually a little bit more affordable because all these pieces are already in place. The next is probably my favorite one. And I'm, of course, biased to this one. It is having a coach. You need a coach. Now, sometimes when you start out, you go with a mentor. And let me explain the difference between a mentor and a coach. A lot of times, a mentor is somebody who is working with you for free. And it's, it's not like a regular thing. Typically, I find mentors are the kind of people that you take to lunch once a month, once every other month, you pay for lunch. Let me put that out there. If you're you're taking a mentor to, to lunch, you pay for lunch because they're providing their expertise to you. So you reward them with some lunch, but typically you're not paying them for a little bit of advice and a little bit of guidance. When you get into the coaching world, you are paying them for their advice and guidance. And it's typically structured. It's weekly calls every other week, once a month. It's structured in a certain way that the the coaches probably built a system like we have. We have systems we use to coach our clients. And so we have a system in order to coach our clients. And so when you, and so yes, you're probably going to start with a mentor of some sort, but at some point you're going to graduate into needing a coach. And I recommend this early in the process. It doesn't have to be us. I love if you choose us, but I recommend you find somebody that you can work with, that you can pay, that can give you an objective perspective and who can guide you through because there's nothing that will make you more accountable to yourself as a business owner than actually forking over some money every single month to somebody out there who's looking at your business and guiding it. It will make you do the homework. It will make you show up and be more successful in your business. It just provides so much insight. And so I really love people getting into the coaching space much earlier. And that way we can avoid a lot more mistakes. So I don't want to talk a lot about coaching, but I I just wanted to, to get that out of the way. I think that's super, super important. So let me recap. The main team that you need to assemble outside of your core team that you're already working with in your business 
an accountant, an attorney, a banker, somebody to help with proposal support, and a coach. Those are five key people that you need on your GovCon team. There's a sixth one, and I'm not going to talk about that in today's episode. I'm actually going to do another episode called Three Critical Hires, where I'm going to talk about BD and sales support, because I really do feel like you need to keep that internal. It's very, very difficult to outsource this stuff. And so we're going to talk about that in another episode. So look for that one. It's coming out soon. And uh, if you have questions about these roles, if you need recommendations or referrals for any of these, I know folks that do all of this stuff. I would be happy to recommend you and uh, let you talk to two or three people that you know, and you, you pick the one that works best for you. So if you have questions, as always, you know how to reach me and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.